Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Donkey Donkey Connection, the podcast where David and I talk all things professional wrestling. Wrestling. It has been a minute, but this is episode number 50, and it's only fitting that episode 50, we are going to be recapping Survivor Series. Yeah, episode 50 is a long time coming, especially with everything that's happened in 2020. We should have been here a much, 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 much way back. Yeah, we should have been here a long time ago. But nevertheless, we are here with episode 50. Um, we are going to be going over Survivor Series, which, in my opinion, was a very good show. It was a good show. Um, the lows were low. There weren't too many highs. There were a couple of things I foresaw happening, and there was one thing I know as fans we wanted, but as wrestling wrestling aficionados, we knew wasn't going to happen. Yeah. It's something like, as a fan, you're like, oh, Perfect wait, setup. It's it's literally it's on a silver platter. It's given to you, but you have they to respect have the decision. Too much respect. Yes, you have to respect the decision <clears throat> just because of the fact that if this is how he wanted to go out, let he, him. Let him. He's I, been in the business for. 30, we're talking about Taker. Yeah. If you couldn't figure that out, Taker and uh, Fiend. Yeah. What everyone wanted. Thirty years in the business. This is the way he wanted to go out. Let him. As he said in the Broken Skull sessions, I'm not sure if you stood I up to watch it. I did not catch it. it. No. All right. He said, you know, his body. Just Couldn't can't do, do it, it anymore. anymore. He could do it mentally, but his body just can't do it. No. So, um, starting off with the pre-show, I don't know if you caught. The I caught the entire pre-show, pre-show. battle royale. The, I, I didn't catch the whole. Pre-show. I caught the whole pre-show. I caught everything from the slip-ups when they were trying to do transitions, talking about different matches. <clears throat> I caught the interruptions by um, Bianca Belair to the stand when she was being interrupted by Natalia. The whole. Gobble the gooker. Oh my god, dude. With our truth, whatever. If that's how you want to talk about something else that happened 30 years ago, be my guest. Um, the Interbrand Battle Royal, it was kind of just thrown in our face. I thought they could have built this a little bit better. And yeah. I thought maybe they should have put some stakes on it. Like maybe say, hey Miz, guess what? Um, you're in this battle royal. That means that your money in the bank contract is up for grabs. You know, put yeah. something behind it. Because it just felt like... That would have made it really interesting. It just felt like, eh. You know what I mean? There really wasn't much to it. There were some it cool was, spots. There was some cool you know, heel tactics by The Miz. He got back underneath the rope. Then he hung outside until... So so what I thought this, the reasoning for that was, is this is the only pay-per-view that doesn't advance same brand storylines. Well... And you have inter-brand storylines. Like you had Drew... And Roman, yeah, but you could have you can advance into brand storyline in brand storylines by doing matches properly. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so there do just things- a regular uh, one fall to a finish match on the pre-show rather than a battle royale. Yeah, you could have done something. You could have done. Um, I mean, I, you pretty much represented every, you know title yeah everything that was going on you could have just done something pre-show you know do a little bit more hype for the taker stuff at the end of the night maybe do some of the interviews with some of the guys who were going to be there versus waiting for that to drag on for 30 minutes at the end took way too freaking long so there's there's a couple different things you could have done they wanted to do the battle royal they wanted to push the miz they wanted to push um dominic mysterio 
they got that stuff, you know, going. Yeah. Um, and they wanted to really put some put some oomph behind Gable too. Yeah. And there was also a couple of little things that you will notice within the match. You got to notice Kalisto and Rey Mysterio kind of face off, where Kalisto saying he's the best luchador to ever, you know, be he's around. the best luchador of all time. He's the bloat. Yes. And then you've got um, Rey, who's Rey. obviously the best of all time. Yeah. So you had that little square off there. Um, obviously you had. You know Chad Gable, who's now Chad Gable again. He's not Shorty G anymore. Yeah. Um, you had some um really good teamwork and dynamic with the Hurt Business. You yeah. saw Buddy Murphy defend both Dominic and Ray at different points in this yeah, match, which was really good. So there was some good storytelling elements that you can build off of coming into Monday Night Raw tonight and coming into Friday Night Friday, SmackDown, SmackDown on Friday. On Friday, but to me. This show really kicked off really with the first match. Like the first oh, match. Oh, the first match, match was incredible. Was unbelievable. You want to talk about storytelling elements? There's a lot you can do off of this match that I don't think people are realizing. Everyone's going to talk about the Friday Night SmackDown stuff where every, where Jay disappointed Roman. He couldn't get he couldn't pull out a win. Yeah. The disrespect that the team was showing Jay is showing Roman. Is showing and Roman. Roman is saying if they're disrespecting the family and you can't defend us, you don't belong at the table. And Correct. They're going to continue to build this um, family interdynamic, inter yeah. which, which again shows its face at the end of the night. But then there's the other little things that you saw: Seth Rollins sacrificing himself. Yeah, that's gonna that's which gonna is, eventually lead to him writing himself off TV. Well, no, he's written off TV officially today. He's, okay, his, that was... his break started today. Okay. So obviously, if anybody follows WWE's Instagram, they had the. They had the baby photos, like the maternity photos of Becky Lynch yeah. and Seth Rollins. So he's officially off TV. His his paternity leave starts today now, as a Monday Night Raw. Because she's due next month. Correct. So here's my thought. Does this Messiah character return? Yes. Yes. Because you got to remember, the first thing he said to his entire team was... For the, the greater good. For the greater good. And then he got down on his knees and he tells Seamus to hit part. him. Do your part for the greater good. And I told I told Becky last night when we were watching the pay-per-view, I thought, personally, I thought that Rollins was going to walk away from the team. That's what I thought. I could have seen it, yeah. I thought he was going to get to the apron, tag himself in, and just walk away. And then he was just going to be like, for the greater good. This was a much better way to do it. Yeah. He sacrifices himself for the greater good. Now, my thing is, if Seth Rollins is going to come back for the greater good, is Becky Lynch in tow? That's going to be the interesting side of this. Yeah, because they've or do never they been keep this... themselves away from each other. Because you got to remember when the last time that they put them together as a couple, it backfired. Oh yeah, the Lacey, it was Lacey Evans and Baron, and Baron Corbin, right? So it backfired greatly. But I think you can make it work because you haven't really had a Becky Lynch heel turn, heel run yet. So I almost feel like you can make no, this work. No, it's not been a true heel run. She had that heel turn per se on Charlotte, but it, everyone it loved it. It immediately exactly yeah. immediately it was, said, "Oh, you're a bad bitch. Yeah, we're gonna follow you." I.e., Stone Cold Steve Austin. Exactly. Same thing. That's where the man came from and all that stuff. But it's all the other little things that happened within this match. All of a sudden, you started seeing Team Raw kind of have like this really. Um, copacetic way that they were working together. Yeah. Even though they were still arguing a little bit, they all hugged it out at the end because you know Team Raw won. Did you notice that every single member got at least one pinfall? Yeah. Yeah. No one got more than one elimination. Exactly. Um, you had the dynamic with, uh, Corbin and Owens leading yeah. up to the match. Yeah. Where he's like, "Hey, listen, we need to work together." 
And then Kevin Owens just sticks his head out. He's like, all right, I'll think about it. He goes in the locker room. He's like, eh, no. And he went back into the locker room. So mm-hmm. you could tell like there was this huge dissension on Team SmackDown. And there's going to be hell to pay. Because I think Roman is now going to start picking checking each boxes member off. and just going after him and being like, hey, if you disrespected Jay, you disre- disrespect the family, now you got to deal with me. And I almost feel like that blow-off should finish with Owens. I think Owens would be a good... Um, counterpart to do you think that Roman would be Reigns? his his last i would say hurrah before it gets into his mania program probably i think this is like going to be what he this is going to be this is going to be his next two months until the rumble and then the rumble happens that'll start building his mania program yeah, i think that's what will end up happening with him because he's going <laughs> to he needs something filler between yeah. now rumble because they're not going to i don't think they're going to do with it, with if, roman as they're doing with Sasha, where they're giving her a full feud. Yeah, he's gonna go person by person. He's gonna have a match with Brian. He he's gonna have a match with Owens, with Corbin. Yeah, probably with Otis. I wouldn't be surprised. I that would surprise. Actually, that would really surprise me. I think because Otis, 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 is end, Otis he's gonna end up falling back down the card. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's just what it is. Yeah. But the, this match was really good. It had oh, some yeah. very good spots in it. it. Had some very good storytelling elements. Um, it was dice because on the pre-show they hinted. At the fact that there hasn't been team, full teams that have survived in quite some time. Mm-hmm. And Jerry the King Lawler talked about how when he faced Doink the Clown and it was his little minions versus the Dinks and uh, Doink, um, that his full team survived and Doink and his team were all eliminated. And there was a callback to that with the, the entire. Doinks and Dinks. Yeah, the Doinks and Dinks. You don't. Oh, well, this is before your time, so I, I don't expect you to remember it. But yeah. Um, but that was a good match. And then, I mean, it, it just continued. Because I believe the next match was a tag team championship match yeah. with the New Day, who came out in their Gears of War inspired uh, getup. They looked incredible. They did, and I'm happy they had Big E in tow. I'm not. They're separate brands, man. You want you want to push Big E as a single star? Don't keep associating him with the with the New Day at this point. Yeah, you know what I mean. Push him, push him to be a single star. Well, I. <laughs> Like you want to know what they cut the promo. He cut a promo Friday night. Yep, for the new day. So you, it's almost foreshadowing he's gonna come out with the new day. They just came out with this big Gears of War thing. Yes, all three of them are in it. They're yes. gonna have to do it now. Put them separate ways. Well, you could have ended the match by putting them separate ways. You what, could have had Big E come down and so, destroy all four so people. What I thought was gonna be. I told this to Meredith, and I was like, watch. Biggie's gonna stay out there at ringside, and Biggie's gonna be the one to cost them the match. He didn't, he ended up not saying that he ringside. wasn't there. No, he ended up going on the back after they did the whole Gears of War. Now, thing. did you notice how long the promo before with the Street Profits was, where yeah. they were calling everything out? I said to Meredith, I was like, the reason they're doing this for so long is because they have to give the New Day enough time to get, get out of all their that gear. gear. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely had to. Yeah. Um, this was match of the night to me. Oh, yeah. Match of the night. Yeah. As good as the main event was, main event match, not the whole Undertaker stuff, but the main event match was, this was the match of the night. Such a great dynamic. The storytelling elements were awesome in this as well, where, you know, the finishers that were hit couldn't be hit with the same force because it's not Big E yeah. giving the move. They, they continue to push that the big ending and the midnight hour and such like that did not have as much oomph because, because they didn't have E under it. Exactly. They had and, Woods. And I'll tell you something right now, that Doomsday Device 
co- code neck um, breaker thing that they actually finished a match with. Yeah. Incredible. The, uh, show, that, uh, show stopper, whatever it is, dude. That needs to be their finisher. That yeah. is incredible, man. I mean, I like the cash out, but that's in big matches, you got to use that uh, that showstopper. Yeah. That's got to be because it's basically it's a callback to um, Legion of Doom mm-hmm. with their finishing move. And it's a callback to. Um, I mean, there was a couple of other tandem moves I could really think. I I can't think of tag teams off the top of my head right now, but that had that top rope double element type of thing, neckbreaker thing, neckbreakers and stuff like that. So it was uh, it was a good way to end the match. The respect thing was really cool. I just wish that they would have put the tag team titles as a unification match on this too. That was another thing I would have yeah. wished because you're sitting here and it's like, okay, who's next? They, neither team has anybody next. Exactly. There's nobody really right now. You're still dealing with the Viking Raiders being down a guy, and Eric is just sitting on main event doing whatever he's doing on main event. You broke up Heavy Machinery. Heavy Machinery has been uh, has dissension, like you said. Um, Andrade and Garza is apart. Correct. Garza's sitting on main event most of the time nowadays, too. Yeah. So you don't really have these tag teams that are sitting there, and if you were to just maybe combine the belts. I mean, the, o- the only real potential for new day which already happened it was uh her business you could do her business i think lucha house party's on raw as well yeah you could probably do something with lucha house party but smackdown has nobody Not unless really. you're gonna pull up a couple of random tag teams from nxt for them unless you're gonna make a push with rude and ziggler again yeah well they might but they don't have tag teams right now. No. And that's why I'm saying, like, get these guys. Unify the belts. Unify. And let them continue to feud for it. Yep, exactly. Next match was, I don't know how to explain it. It was a lot of Sami Zayn complaining, which. A lot of heel Sami Zayn. Is what Sami Zayn does in his character role right now. Yeah. It gets annoying, but that's his character. But see, he's supposed to be one of those annoying heels. But that's the thing. It's like that's when you're working heel versus heel, because this is what this match was. It was heel versus heel. Yeah. You have to have somebody who's just over the top. And the thing was, is Sami Zayn almost came out more of the face in this match through everything he was yeah. doing because he was getting absolutely destroyed and picked on by the Hurt Business. Like yeah, in this match, he was just being picked on the whole time because all four guys were surrounding him, and you know he couldn't just take his belt and leave. And then he got tripped by uh, MVP. That, no, he didn't get tripped. He did get thrown back into the ring. Yeah, he got thrown back into the ring. Ref didn't see it. Hits the hurt lock. One, two, three, done. Yeah, I. I the right guy won this match. Yeah, you got, got to keep the trajectory of Bob Lashley. Bob Lashley, and you got to keep this, you know, shit heel persona of Sami Zayn. Who's just, you know, he's he's finding of, conniving ways to win matches, like what he did to Apollo Cruz. He is that fly that won't let you be. No, and you think you got him with the swatter, and he somehow got between all the holes in the swatter yeah. to just keep buzzing around. Yeah, that's what he is right now. Um, he's a mosquito. I'm I'm interested to see where his story arc goes because I I love the mid card belts in my opinion. I think they're the best belts in the in the industry. Um. Because you can give them to pretty much anybody and yeah, boost their Correct. stardom. Right and then there. you can leave some guys just in that mid card. Like unfortunately, Sami Zayn isn't isn't going to move to the title picture. Zayn's never going to be a world title holder. No, I don't think he will. But he in, works in that mid card. In in his role, 
He does very, very well. He puts on very good matches and very good storylines you know in his role. You know who he is? He is Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect. Yes. He can get into the top title, but not really do anything besides just being an annoying gnat for a little bit. And then he gets back into the mid-card, and he can hold the title to transition to somebody else who they know they're going to push. Yeah. So that's the nice thing about Sami Zayn, is that's who he is. I wish Bobby Lashley would get that United States belt off of him and go after Drew McIntyre. I think Bobby Lashley should be a world champion. Oh, 100%. I think he should be a world champion. I almost feel like he should do the finger poke of doom and give that middle mid-card title to, to Shelton. Shelton Benjamin. Or Cedric. Nope, Shelton Benjamin, and do it that way and let him go after Mac. I, I want to see La- a Lashley-McIntyre feud. I really would like to see that. Yeah. I think it would I would really enjoy that. Very well. But you know who McIntyre is going to feud with? Randy Orton. (laughs) They're going to continue it. It works. It's not a bad feud. I enjoy it. Okay. It's it's an enjoyable. It's not a bad feud. It is an enjoyable feud. It is a long running feud. Yes. This feud has been going on since SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Yeah. So eventually you got to nib it in the bud. Yeah. Next match was, was the women's title match. Or no, women was the women's Survivor Series match, wasn't it? No, Survivor Series was right before the finale. Yes. So it was the women's Raw versus SmackDown. Smackdown. Now again, another this match was really good. Yes. Another one where you're gonna you almost get that face face dynamic because Sasha's kind of a tweener right now. And I would say Sasha's a face. I, I would I wouldn't. Not with some of the promos she cut against Oscar. That's why she's kind of a tweener. And the most interesting element of this entire thing is you know Sasha coming out of this has Carmella waiting in the wings. But when you watch Friday Night SmackDown, did you see how Asuka just stood there Mm -hmm. and let Carmella destroy Uh Sasha Banks? Yeah. Very interesting. Very little That's very heelish of Asuka. Very heelish of Asuka. Um, Almost like payback for what happened to Kyrie. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, well, you you know what? You wanted to hurt my friend? I I don't need to take care of you. Yeah. Very good match. And this is a time when you use a surprise roll-up, and it works. Yeah, this was a trading of roll-ups between the two of them. Yes. They're trying, because they realized they've done their submissions, didn't work. They've hit their finishes, didn't work. Yep. So now they just got to surprise the other person and do to something. get the W. And it was it, and it caught Asuka, and it worked. Yeah. That's the thing is it worked, and it was the only way that Sasha can beat Asuka. She can't beat her clean. No. She has to beat her with some kind of holding of the tights or surprising her with something and just getting herself leverage. That's how, how she was able to beat Asuka. Hey, she's got the W. Yeah. Gives another check <clears throat> in the box big, to SmackDown. That's a big, big win for Sasha. It's a very big win for Sasha. She's on cut. On a quite a roll here, where she's defended her title, she's yeah. won her title, defended her title. She's kind of been hit, you know, blindsidingly by Carmella, but then she's also now beaten Oscar. Mm-hmm. Some very big matches that have she's happened. She's not dropping her. that belt to Mella. That's I don't think it'll happen. We'll see. We'll see. We got to see where the story's gonna go. I don't see it happening either. I don't see Mella actually holding the title, but that not with this character. You well, remember she's untouchable. This, that's what her character is right now. She's untouchable. So let's see what happens with the next set of promos that are going to be happening. Because now you yeah. got to get Ma- you got to get Mella talking to Sasha. Is what's we'll, we'll get a match between them in four weeks at TLC. Yeah, most likely. And then we'll probably get a rematch at Rumble. Okay. So, so they'll probably have two matches. Sounds about right. Um, uh, and maybe Sasha Mella will, comes out of one of them. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Sasha just comes out of both. Yeah, makes we'll sense. See. The next match. Disappointing. Was the women's Survivor Series match. It was a good match. 
I just they they pushed the wrong person in this match. You had it set up for Bianca the, Belair to become one of the biggest stars in the women's division. Remember, we're building off of last year's Survivor Series where she killed it. Yeah. Okay? Into Royal Rumble last year where she killed it. Okay? Yeah. Was on NXT, still killing it. Came up to main roster, fell by the wayside. Yeah. This was the time to have her run over somebody she couldn't beat in NXT in Shayna Baszler. Yeah. And then single-handedly take out Nia Jax. Mm -hmm. Basically take out your tag team champions all on her own. Mm -hmm. And the spotlight went to Lana. In one of the most miserable failures of trying to turn somebody baby face by sending her through table after 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 table. And there's a reason why I said it eight times because it's been eight consecutive weeks. It was nine total. Yeah, but it was eight consecutive. They missed a week in there. Mm. All I know is that, good, Lana's the sole survivor. They're going to push this. She's going through a table tonight on Raw. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. She's going to come out and say, I deserve a match against Asuka. <laughs> Nia Jax is going to come out, put her through a table, and said, no, I want that match. I'll tell you something right now. Nia should not. Nia should not be holding a belt. Nia should not be rewarded. She hurt another superstar. They had to switch up these teams because she hurt Mandy. Yeah. So, like, what the hell? And, okay, you get in a little bit of a build now with, um, uh, who was Mandy Rose's tag team partner? Dana Brooke? Yeah, Dana Brooke versus it, Reckoning. Yeah, Reckoning. So, Mia Yim. Uh, you're getting a little bit of that. So, hopefully that kind of gets Mia Yim or, the, or Reckoning, Reckoning into... The women's title picture a little bit, and then maybe you can build a tag team into. God, the t- that'd be a good match between Mia Yim and Oscar. It would be so good. Yeah. The only thing is, like Mia Yim, you can tell she struggles with her mask on her face. Like yeah. it, it shifts a lot on her. Yeah, but, but back- that's also because she has like one of those just around the mouth. It's yeah. not a full mask that goes over her head. Yeah. <clears throat> but back to this match, they missed again. There's a lot BL- of oh. beats that weren't hit. Um. Lots of missed opportunities. Yep. Um, I mean, you kept getting that. Bailey nice... is your first one eliminated. Yeah, by Peyton Royce, the long, the longest reigning SmackDown Women's Champion, eliminated. Um, but this could be a fall, <laughs> fall from Grace Arc too. You know what I'm saying? Which that does that? And, so I've heard, I've heard rumors that there's a chance that she's going to continue to lose and lose and lose, and she's going to have to revert back to what used to work. And possibly go back to Hugger Bailey, is that there's ta- there's rumors that that's a possibility. Uh, it'd be fun, but she needs she needs to have this fall from grace. You yeah. know what I'm saying? She needs to have it because I think it'll work well with with a heel character as well. If they want to yeah. put her back babyface, she works well as a babyface. But if you want to keep her heel, then you can do something along the lines of this fall where she just all of a sudden she just can't can't she, get a W. She can't even cheat her way to a W. She keeps getting caught every time she cheats and stuff like that. So there's yeah. different things you can do. Um, I did like the tag team element in this match, though, with, again, the Riot Squad, again, sing- singling out Nia Jax, and yeah. you're not seeing Shayna Baszler come in there and save her. <clears throat> but then once Shayna Baszler gets in the match, she just wrecks house. Oh, yeah. So I, I want to see the breakup of that tag team. I don't want Baszler and 
Jack's holding the belts anymore. Again, for I Jack's think to be the, reward. I think that's the only way that they're going to lose the belts is by some dissension in between the two of them. Yeah, because for Jack's to be rewarded again for hurting another superstar, it, it, it boggles my mind. It really does. It really does. Just my my opinion. Yeah. So, main event time. <sighs> Drew Roman. If there's ever a time to get rid of the brands, it's now. These guys should fight all the time, every week. I don't care. Yeah, I agree with that. What the hell, man? These guys are incredible in the ring together. Yeah. Incredible. And everyone's talking about Undertaker's 30 and stuff like that. And a lot of the stuff they've talked about is Kane and the Undertaker and how they like they had that face-off and they look just so much like each other. That's these two guys. It, exactly. This, this can be your rock Austin right now. That's how good this can be. Yeah. I can agree with that. Where this could go for two years worth of booking. Oh my god. This could go for a long... Even without the belts, I think these guys could carry a great program. Yeah. Multi-year program. Oh my god. These guys have... First of all, the promo two Fridays ago where Drew basically gets called out... Well, the WWE Championship gets called out as a secondary belt. Yeah. And Drew comes down and goes, I'm going to get the belt. And I will see you. Then he beats Randy Orton, and then the whole signing oh table thing, God. where he sits at the head of the table. <clears throat> yeah, and he basically is like, "Paul didn't think you could do it. I knew you could do it. Paul didn't think so. But you know what? You're the right guy in the, the right ro- place at the, the wrong, wrong time. time. Oh God. Um." And the best part... His smiling with those fake teeth. Oh, man. And the best part, in my opinion, is the way they performed it. No mics. Live, in the ring audio. No mics to distract. It's just these two guys glaring at each other. Yep. And I love what Drew said was, Go ahead, Roman. I want you to underestimate me. Yep. What a oh, and and the match built and, and the match lived up. Oh yeah, the match lived up. I only I only give the nudge to the tag team match because those two like that was like almost like a passing of the torch. It was. That's exactly what that was. This match right here was in the right spot with the two right guys at the right time. The last time I can remember a Survivor Series like main event being this good was Brian. Versus, versus Brock. Brock. That was the exact one I was thinking of, too. And I know, was that last year or was that the year before? Because I know it was two years in a row. Brock Brock ended up facing a smaller guy, and it was still it was amazing. The other one before it was AJ. Yeah. Two years in a row. I want to say it was 17-18, not 18-19, but I could be wrong. But, oh, my God. This was so good. This was so, so good. I was so happy with the way... Brock Lesnar defeats Daniel Bryan via pinfall at Survivor Series 2018. Okay, all right. Because 2019 was brand versus brand versus brand. Yes. Was it, that was, was when we triple had... You had Adam Cole, Seth Rollins, and... Um, wasn't Bray. It wasn't... No, it wasn't Fiend. Survivor... It Seriously. wasn't Daniel Bryan. Was it Kofi Kingston? Because Kofi had won it at Mania. And he hadn't lost the belt yet. Survivor Series 2019. 
Let me see here. It was... No, there was no triple threat title matches because there were actual title defenses. Okay, okay. Adam Cole versus Pete Dunne. Okay. Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio. Because Brock had taken it off of Kofi, the the SmackDown before, and in, in that record-setting time. Ten seconds. And yes. Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan. Okay. Because that was the one that led to their strap match, I believe. Yes. Or that might have been the strap match. I don't remember. But this was, again... Off on a tangent. This was a really good match. This was, I, I, and I want to see them continue to build this. I want them to fight again. Yeah, I want them to fight again. Yeah. And then the taker stuff. Yes, taker stuff was awesome. Yeah. Go, um, go ahead. I agree with you. What they should have done is instead of having all these guys, older gentlemen, the guys that um, taker has faced in the previous in the past, come out all at once. And just stand in the ring and then not even be there for the final part. Mm-hmm. Introduce them little bit by little bit. Have 30 second or minute clips in between matches or whatever. Well, you got to get those ad breaks in, man. I know. On the network. On yeah. a paid network for all that matter. I don't know. I thought it was good. Um, again, we thought that Fiend was going to come out and attack. I also thought that Survivor Series... Yesterday, November 22nd, 2020, was the 10-year anniversary of The Miz winning the WWE title from Randy Orton. Cash-in. I thought we were getting a cash-in once um, once Drew got knocked out, and that's how the match ended. I thought we were going to get a run-in for yeah. The Miz. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen it. As far as the Taker stuff, I like that his entire BSK crew came down. Obviously, yeah. minus Yokozuna because Yokozuna's not around with he's not with us anymore. Yeah, but all the BSK guys were down there. Um, very heartfelt from Vince McMahon, what he had to say. Oh my God, he was broken up. Yeah, you could tell it was eating him up. Again, if this is how Taker wanted it to end, yeah, then this is how it, it ends. Should, it should have been, yeah. Okay. I am more than certain that if Vincent Kennedy McMahon picks up the phone and says, hey, I've got an idea for a match, are you in? Taker will immediately say yes. He'll want to hear the details, but if it's to do business, and again, you have to watch the Broken Skull stuff, even the first one. He talks a lot about how it was about the business more than anything else. That's why he kept kayfabe for so long. Like, in this day of social media, in this day of technology, he was still keeping kayfabe, Mm -hmm. okay? It wasn't until he started being really followed around for the Last Ride documentary, which kind of lasted several years, Yeah, but, I mean, the only match he really broke kayfabe ever was the Boneyard match, because he told told, um, AJ Styles he was going to deal with the Unholy Trinity. American Badass, The Undertaker, mm-hmm. and Mark Calloway. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. And that's what he explains in the twenty uh, in the uh, Broken Skull Session stuff. But it was nice. All the homages to everybody who he's had great matches with. Obviously, Paul Barra stuff was awesome. 
you know, the little hologram. Yeah, the hologram that was great. That was great. Um, I like how Kane is the only guy who came out in his ring attire. Yeah, I know. <laughs> because Glenn Jacobs is the mayor, mayor. of Knox County. <laughs> yeah. So um and he has I'm, to and he has to follow uh Tennessee laws by making sure he's always got a mask on. So hey, he, check. Had his mask on. Yeah, he did. Um but I loved it all. I mean, uh, I've been a Taker fan for a very long time. Yeah, me as well. Um I I can remember Taker was one me- of the first wrestlers that I ever really remembered when I first started watching. And now I'm gonna date myself here. I started watching when he was feuding with Edge. Okay, yeah, see, I I can remember <clears throat> I can remember his his Survivor Series match against Hulk Hogan where he won his first title. Okay. I can remember um the Mick Foley match, Hell in a Cell, Bad Blood, Hell in a Cell against Shawn Michaels. I can remember those matches. I can remember the Ministry of Darkness and that entire story arc. I can remember when he left and came back as the American badass. His matches with Kurt Angle, I I can go on and on. This guy's had an illustrious career. We yeah. don't say anything different than anybody else is saying. He's the greatest character in wrestling In professional wrestling history. history. Period. Bar none, there isn't anybody close because he kept it for so long. The number two, and it's a distant number two, is Jushin Thunder Liger. Okay. And it's a distant two. Because Liger has been around forever as well. See, I would have I put Flair two and Liger three. Okay. Because I'll I give you Flair. Ric Flair has lived the Ric Flair lifestyle. And yes, he's won the championships and made the money, so this way he can live that lifestyle. But he's a nature boy. He's always yeah. you know, it's who he is. So he's lived that lifestyle, the Rolexes and the private jets. But that lifestyle works. In all time frames, okay? Yeah. It works without social media. It works with social media. It works with newspapers. It works with digital age. It works whenever. The fact that this guy played an, an undead zombie, essentially, yeah. for tw- 30 years, for 30 years it, it speaks for itself. Yeah. And, and, he, and he carried it. And he was able to transition his character for all the different times, whether it was the Attitude Era, it was American Badass, and it was... The brand split. He, he carried that character that entire time. Mm-hmm. He made it relevant to all different ages, all different fan bases. It didn't matter. And hats off. I'm happy that he's retiring on his terms when he wants to retire. And you know, would I like to see a Taker match again? It'd be interesting. Um, I wouldn't want to see an in the ring match. I'd I, rather watch just cinematics. Watch the Broken Skull stuff. You have to. And anybody out there who hasn't watched the Broken Skull stuff, he said that that was so much harder to do than really? ever do a 20-minute match. Really? Yes. He said it was the most difficult thing to do because you're getting you're getting warmed up to do the match, to do your, your scenes, and then you cool right back down. And then you get a warm back up and cool back down and warm back up and cool back down. So something that yeah, in a match, usually you have the 15, 20 minutes that you need and you, you, you're all amped up for it. You've trained for it, yada, yada, yada. He's taken two and a half, three, four hours to film yeah. A match. Okay. And he's not doing it in a ring. He's taking bumps outside. He's falling off a scaffolding. He's falling into holes in the ground. It's a little bit different. I think if if he had the training regimen and he wanted to do one more match, one more program, I think he could do it. If he doesn't want to do it, he doesn't have to. Yeah. He, he's given 30 years to the business. So. Yeah. He doesn't have to. But if he does, we're not going to complain about it. No way. But I think that'll wrap up our... Survivor Series recap for episode 50. We will be back tomorrow. 
hopefully. Yeah, we will. We will. Uh, I, for our Monday Night Raw recap, as well as Doinked on Wednesday. Yes. Um, but I think other than that, um, we just want you guys to, obviously, if you guys have enjoyed, like, uh, share, subscribe. Um, follow us on social media at Double Doink Network or our personals at Dave the Doink or at DJ Ald. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about the show, you can go ahead and reach out to us there. Or, as I said, at Double Doink Network on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. But I think that wraps this up. This has been a Double Doink Network production. I have been Josh. I have been Dave. And we've got two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.